Welcome to episode 117 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our month of erotic thrillers begins with Fatal Attraction from 1987. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie. I'm Adam. I'm Kyle. I wonder if we should do this more seductively, like a hello and welcome to <laughs> this uh, February edition of the Movie City Maniacs. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you were going to seduce yeah. us with your voice, your hot radio voice. That Maddie, was the, but, the, very uh, The Fog. Yes. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, Bardo. I was going for, I don't even know what I was going for. <laughs> That's what we should have did for this episode, yeah. hot 10 radio voices, and like we'd be the top three, of course. Uh, of course. But then, Jack. But then yeah. four Wolfman to 10 Jack. would be the, <laughs> the, the Casey other one? Kasem. Yeah. Uh, yes, tonight, guys, we're uh, starting our. Well, first, Adam is cracking his beer. Who's the guy who does a uh, country road compares to Garrison Keir? Like, hello, my, me and my wife were uh, taking a road to ride down that country road. <laughs> Are you doing pet cemetery? No, well, actually, yeah. Speaking of, uh, well, we can probably get into. Uh, uh, yeah, Fred Gwynn's on uh, is is part of the episode. He seems like such a wasted. Uh, He's wasted. Yeah. In this movie. yeah. Apparently, apparently, he had. We can get into it, but yeah, apparently, okay. he had more that was. I love how though yeah. when you're thinking of hot radio voices, Fred Gwynn. Yeah, no. Comes well, to I was trying to do Garrison Keeler from a uh, country <laughs> companion or some shit like that. I don't know. What about Rush Limbaugh? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to all the movie scene maniacs. This is uh, Rush Limbaugh speaking from. Uh, that was pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think we have de- different different uh, definitions of, <laughs> of sexy radio voices. Rush Limbo ASMR videos yeah. on YouTube are going to be the, the latest. Ladies and gentlemen, this is me rubbing my mustache on the microphone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're starting off our month of erotic thrillers. We thought in honor of Valentine's Day, uh, you know what better what better uh, goes together than chocolates and uh, you know crazy women or men, uh, you know, stalking uh, yeah. stalking married ones. Uh, we're going to start off uh, tonight's episode with Fatal Attraction from 1987. Which was the, the biggest worldwide hit yeah. <laughs> of 1987. That's crazy. What, what came like second place? Like uh, Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, like how insane of a year is this? Like two of the biggest grossing movies are Fatal Attraction with Glenn Close as like the, the female fatale. And I'm kind of <laughs> glad Gutenberg. we picked 1985 yeah. over 1987. Let yeah. me say that. Uh, I, I think that has a little bit more promise. Right. Never, uh, yeah, never. Uh, you, you always got to expect the uh, the unexpected with the Gutenberg when the Gutenberg is involved. You're always just like, can I get some more Gutenberg? Can I talk about the Gutenberg? It's all about the Gut. Gut enough. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyways, we, we just thought this would be a fun one. Uh, I, I believe it's a first time watch for all three of us. I've never yeah, seen it. No, haven't seen and that. I think this is kind of like the big one that started the craze. So it kind of mm. made sense to start with this one. And I'll say the whole month. Uh, all the choices, which we'll, we'll leave those as a surprise, but I've not seen any of these movies. 
Uh, I've seen one of one of the four. I've seen two of these, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll get into a great story I have about one of them. <laughs> a great erotic story. Yeah, a great erotic story. So yeah, I, I, with your get, mom, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm assuming soon to be stepmom, actually. So we'll <laughs> we'll talk about this. Uh, something uh, to leave you guys wanting more. And uh, I should mention, I guess people may say like erotic thriller. It, it, it can be called adult thriller. Um, what was the other name? There's an erotic thriller, adult thriller, and and, and, and sometimes they're grouped in with neo noirs as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There was another name I can't think of right now, but it depends what you. So if you're looking, you're like that movie's not really an erotic thriller. I think it depends on what list. I found all these on on one list. Yeah. Um. And there's reasons why we picked them all, and, and we just thought it'd be a kind, kind well, of a fun group. Glenn of, Close uh, is why films. I picked this one, yeah. right? <laughs> sexy, sexy Glenn Close. <laughs> Which we'll get into later yeah. on. I guess before we uh, jump into that, though, uh, should we just uh, talk about what other films we've been watching? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to go ahead? Uh, sure. So. Uh, w- we, I've been watching this great show, Yellow Jackets. Have you guys heard about I've this? I've been wanting to check this out, actually. Like, I, I've heard good things. It's, I want in. It's it's incredible. So uh, it's about these group of girls who are this soccer team, and they're supposed to be playing the national uh, kind of soccer championship final, and then their plane crashes in the middle of nowhere, and now they have to fend for themselves. And there's all this kind of like grisly. Is it like flashbacks? Told like weird flashbacks? Yeah. So uh, then you go back to, you're now in the present and, and the people that are the survivors mm-hmm. are dealing with it. But it's it's very much a, a, a puzzle box mystery kind of show mm-hmm. where you don't know why this is happening. Uh, it's got Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis are, are and, and, and uh, Melanie Lenski uh, are the three main adult leads. And they're great in this. Awesome. Um, all the kids are really, really good at mimicking their adult the contemporary. And, but it opens up with this scene, so this isn't a spoiler, but it opens up with a scene where this girl is running through the snowy woods and then you can hear these howling and, and it's, it's really kind of like creepy and, and you, it gets your heart mm-hmm. pumping right away. And then she falls down this pit, this like secret pit, and then it's some ritual where they're now eating her and you this, don't. This sounds insane. This is like the opening of All this right, whole I'm goddamn in. show. Um, so this doesn't involve. It's not nature gone amok with killer n- yellow jackets. Isn't n- you, no yellow jacks is the team team. Name. Yeah, I figured. Uh, is this a still sounds good though? <laughs> a reimagining of now and then with uh, Christina Ricci. Well, that, isn't and that Rosie kind of O'Donnell? funny? <laughs> yes, yeah, so Rosie O'Donnell is going to play the grandmother yeah. version of her. Nice. Um, so yeah, we just finished uh, the 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 season. I'm going to give it uh, eight point five. Oh, that good. Eh? Yeah, I've heard That's great funny. things about this. I watched um, a movie called Old from M Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. the other night. I can't believe how insulting this movie was to me. Uh, like, I, I almost bought this yeah. today. The, the concepts are so <laughs> After you good. saw Maddie's letterbox. Such review. a yeah. cool <laughs> idea. What a cool concept. But like the acting was so abysmal. And like the how they explained everything. Like it's almost like a 3D spoon was coming out Does it out have any actors me. that you know? It's got the, uh, the main guy from, from Hereditary. Uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. And like he was good. There's a young girl who played. I don't want to give anything away. But there's a young teenager that fairly decent but like they're not giving him anything to do right it was so i don't know i i had a hard time watching it but there's concepts in it that were so cool and such original ideas but the execution was so poorly done so i'm gonna give it i think five out of ten like oh, yeah. i want to give it more i really do but i just can't because every minute that the, the acting is so bad they shoehorn in all this like oh you have a tumor we're gonna get divorced like you don't care about after any split of this. i re- and and, yeah. and and the visit are you excited i was like oh yeah. he's back and then glass was so fucking abysmal yeah. too. 
I don't I don't think Shyamalan ever gets the best out of his actors. Like the the acting I find he'll get like great actors in the acting. Yeah. Well, that being said, I like, think it's well, just his dialogue uh, sometimes. McAvoy should have had like yeah. best actor of the year. Yeah, he's incredible. But yeah, actually everybody in Split is great. Yeah. Anna, Anna Taylor Joy and mm-hmm. uh, who's another fella? There's somebody else in that. They're all yeah. really excellent in in that one. But Glass, everybody really hammed it up it's so hammy well it's probably because they read the script and they're like what the fuck is this like unbreakable and and split you kind of set up two different films and then like glass kind of became the cliche film that we didn't want like those films were like how they're different from this the regular type of superhero films and then glass was like exactly like what you would normally get old though does have a great cover that's why i almost bought it yeah i guess i don't know it just seemed like poorly executed but yeah um, I, I'm usually not a TV guy, but I've been trying to get through all these fucking Disney, uh, TV series Marvel, uh, uh, while I have my, yeah. my month with it. Uh, so I've been getting through the Marvel series, um, because I know I eventually want to get to the films and of course Disney and Marvel kind of force you to watch these to make sense of this what's was, coming this up. This was your out. This is this, you could have escaped know, all of but, these mediocre But I, I want to see the new Spider-Man, I think. And the Doctor Strange kind of sounded mm. cool. Um, but, and you kind of got to watch these because these definitely uh, go into that. So I watched the. I start off with the first one, WandaVision from 2021. Um, I will say, like, I give Marvel credit. They it are, was such an interesting. They're idea, doing some right? unique things with this. In this case, um, Wanda and Vision are kind of stuck in. Each it's episode sitcom. is a sitcom, but like each one, like it starts off in, as a 50s sitcom, and then 60s, literally with like. The you know whether it's in black and white the tropes and even the the intros they do like an intro each one Mm -hmm. like one is like obviously an I Love Lucy and by the time you get to the 80s it's like the growing pain intro so they each one it goes from like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s show which I thought was was kind of interesting. There is an interesting mystery too that Alan Thicke's never been dead. <laughs> yeah, they've just he's, been he's saving back. him for this growing pain episode. He's actually Vision. Yeah, that's <laughs> what Vision looks like when he's in human form. But uh, no, they they uh, yeah, it, it's there's this interesting mystery, and I think they do a good job. Like there is some kind of real emotion there because she's yeah. dealing with you know Vision is dead. You know right from the beginning she brought him back. She's controlling all these people. So is she a villain? Is she just fucked in the head after everything that happened she starts creating kids and you know all this can't end well because we can't end with all these people people being trapped in mm-hmm. so uh, it did hit some emotional beats like i admit by the ending like they they kind of got me the problem and what i really struggle with tv is you have to watch five or six hours to get to that point and i, I don't think you needed like the first two or three episodes outside of setting up that's a sitcom and you get one or two moments where you know something is off yeah Nothing happened in those episodes. I didn't but need I, to. That's what I enjoyed about those. this. Like, I thought that was kind of cool to watch, like an "I Love uh, Lucy" episode with like superheroes. Like, but they're doing like these weird like texts. Like, I, that was I, odd. I have to say, this is the yeah. only one that I've been mildly interested I think in watching. He, it's because it's such a weird concept that yeah. actually works. Like the Loki but, one, yeah. I don't care the, about. The worst part about this is when they stop doing the uh, sitcom, they turn it into like a, oh, this is what's actually happening. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I actually enjoyed it mm. more than, because I feel like the sitcom thing is fun for a bit. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's like, ah, that's fun. They nailed this, how this, these, these yeah. beats that you're used to. That's fun for 10 minutes. I don't need 40 minutes of that. I think they were only like a half hour, weren't they? Like, I, I think it's kind of weird. They're like 30 or 40 or yeah. 50 minutes, but then there's 10 minutes of credits. Yeah. But either way, like you didn't, I don't Which know. you watch. I, yeah. <laughs> I had such a problem with this because the, they, have, they had shitty grips. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, who, who is Boo. that grip? Hey, you know what? Alex P uh, ate. I'm not watching you ever again. <laughs> 
<laughs> go to IDMV and just rip some grip apart. No, they have these 10 minutes of credits. Yeah. And they have like some of these episodes have like a, a half hour like a Easter egg or some of them actually have like a plot point that you actually need to watch the next episode for. Like, but really? they don't tell you what's going on. So you have to wait for 10 minutes of like, oh, this bullshit. Uh, who's a. You fa- yeah, this. you got to fast yeah. forward to the end of every one to make sure so you So if you're uh, streaming it, like you have to use your phone to kind of like, oh, oh no, no, I missed that. You got to like uh, scrub it to find the right spot. It's such a pain in the ass, man. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did feel yeah. like though those things. It's it's like there, kinda, there's no need. Like, why what? the fuck are you fucking with me like this? Like, I, my, my time is important. Matt, before we start recording, Maddie went on for yeah. 20 fucking minutes about this. It's, it's almost like the uh, back when you used to buy the a CD. Too. Like, you had like this like a, like about five minutes of blank before you put a song on it. Like, why are you doing this to me? I bought the CD. Like, why, why are you fucking with me? Don't like, you want that lounge music that uh, Stone Temple Pilots is? This giving is you? Maddie yeah. just anger going back to his Green Day days yeah, with yeah, the Dookie yeah, album honestly. that he had to he had to listen to five hours to hear Billy Armstrong's joke no, at no, the no, end. No, no, or yeah, I like, listen to. <laughs> like 40 minutes of rain at the end of a Hayden album yeah. and then there's still no goddamn song yeah like how annoying is that like I feel like I'm giving you my attention and you're fucking with me like I don't know man anyways outside <laughs> the credits I do feel like that gimmick kind of got old again it's mm. fun for a bit but yeah I did find it interesting like seeing this character dealing with a trauma I will say though Kat Dennings makes a reappearance from who I hated in the Thor films that's I, that's I when like this. did you hate her in this? Oh, I hate her in this. And uh. and Randall Park is the other guy. I guess he's mm-hmm. a, he's a comedian or something. Once those two came into it, like again, it just it's it's Marvel's problem where they're so inconsistent. It's like you're trying to tell the serious I've emotional heard story. Han is really good in this. Oh, she's amazing in this. She's not amazing. bad. Amazing. Yeah. Um, She's not bad. But yeah, I, I feel like, like again, you're trying to do this emotional, serious, dealing with trauma. Then you cut to Kat Dennings and Randall Park doing these lame, bad Marvel jokes. It, it's just the tone is always all over the place. It's like anytime they do something serious, they're kind of worried like, whoa, we don't want uh, little Jimmy and Grandma getting uh, upset, or, upset or too emotional here. So let's throw in some bad Marvel jokes. So going jokes. back to our, our last episode, does that mean Bong should be directing... Marvel movies because he's the master <laughs> of, of doing of the multiple uh, tones. Yeah, maybe don't joke about that because he's going to do that, and then we're not going to get any more good <laughs> films uh, from him. How many like I good know. directors or actors have like wasted years doing Marvel stuff? Robert Downey um, Jr. has been yeah. completely wasted by this franchise. Yeah. And I will say again, I'm not going to spoil too much, but he's like filthy rich now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like he doesn't think so. <laughs> At the end, of course, you get like the twist and you get the big CGI yeah. finale. And I didn't care about any yeah. of that. It was like, who cares? It was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed parts of it. Um, again, I, I thought when they're trying to do something different, it worked. When they're trying to do the Marvel stuff, it didn't work. And again, I, I think it could have been cut down to two, three hours. I'm going to still give it six and a half. I think there's something there. Like, I think it's worth a watch. It's different than everything else Marvel's put out. At the same time, if you're not a Marvel fan and you don't plan on maybe watching the rest of them, you could probably skip this. Yeah. I don't think there's anything there for, you know, if you don't care about the universe or you've never seen previous films, it is still like a mid part of this like huge 20 yeah. film, which they're telling 300 hours. Yeah. Film. Yeah. But I'll, I'll talk a little bit about some of the other ones in, in a little bit here. Cause some of them are better. Um, anyways, what else did you guys watch? Uh, I watched About Endlessness, which I, I, I guess counts as a 2021 movie over here. Uh, this is Roy Anderson, a Swedish film. Uh, I've never never seen any of his other uh, movies, but very Harold director, has a distinct style. You get it right away. He basically sets up these almost diorama-type scenes. He, I guess he's got a lot of 
um, experience in commercials. Okay. Uh, like but Swedish he, commercials? Like for like yeah, Ikea and shit like that? Like probably very high end. Yeah. So everything looks incredible, but there it's all these existential kind of setups. Um, you know, th- this one opens up where there's a, a guy holding this woman. He's this regular looking guy holding this woman. It looks like a... Uh, religious pose and they're floating in the sky it's beautiful but it's also kind of like got this weird humor always there and tragic there's this one's supposed to be a little bit more melancholic and less um humorous than some of his Mm -hmm. other so cat dennings isn't in this one as a comedy randall park hilarious yeah yeah, yeah, he really made it (laughs) uh really great uh anyways it's it takes it took me a second to kind of get into the wavelength and halfway through i i I kind of went, well, what is this adding up to? Like these random stories or there's like like God narration going on sometimes. It do- doesn't seem to like have that much depth, but then it adds up and adds up and adds up. And afterwards, I just was, it was so poignant. Like I've thought about it all week and I wonder, I will go back and I think it'll be even more kind of affecting when yeah. I listen to it again. So I, I'm going to give it 7.5. Like I think... I did struggle at times with what was this called about endlessness. Okay. Hmm. Um, uh, some sometimes it's in, it seems a little impenetrable. Yeah. Um, the style, but it's so unique. No one else. I've never seen a movie like this at all. Are you now going to church every Sunday? Yeah. Did going you question to your your place on earth and what is it all? What's the meaning? <laughs> what, of it all? what does it all mean? Yeah, so I um speaking of uh awesome art house movies, I watched the Forever Purge. <laughs> I uh, feel like if you want to atone for something, you should watch this movie. <laughs> I'm coming down on like 2021 20, horror movies right now. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, it seems like this was like direct to CW. Like the acting is so bad, the CGI is bad. Again, like the concept, we have beaten this horse to death. Like how many more purge movies can you make? How many more different ideas can you have with this? Forever. Yeah, apparently like, they just figured this out. Like, oh, I know. We're going to keep the, we're going to take that political tones of the uh, first couple and we're just going to ramp it up. Like, yeah, yeah. Then, welcome to Trump's America. The purge is now forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I kind of, whenever things are so overt like that, mm-hmm. um, I, it just it kind of loses my interest. Yeah. Basically. Again, they're not like being subtle at all. Like, my idea, I was talking to Maddie about this combine the warriors with the purge. So there's like all these different, conflicting gangs and they all decide this this they're going to go out this day and eliminate yeah, their enemies. Yeah, this is how we're going to take over the city. And just gang like, wars doing with all and each one could have their each style makeup. Oh, that'd be so cool. And just insane yeah. violence and yeah. Yeah, you're allowed wanna, like I'd say like, like the, the AC Turbo. And you could have an innocent person the, gets, you know, wrapped in the up middle in there, this. wrapped up in the middle, yeah, and they got to escape through this and every time they turn the corner there's another one that come out and play. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> See, this is a way better idea than turning yeah. a Forever Purge. So Blumhouse, so, Blumhouse, yeah, whatever your g- name give, is. Give us a call. We'll we'll chat. We'll chat. I'm sorry yeah. about. I'm sorry about the whole. That uh, may be the way in. Yeah, th- I'm sorry yeah. about making fun of the Forever Purge. Come on, we'll talk to <laughs> us, man. I apologize. I just get a little. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to give this a six out of ten. Six out of cool. ten. Yeah. So I, again, an- I'll continue another uh, the second Marvel series. I'll go quicker through this one unless Maddie wants to go on about the ten minute credits. Is this again. the Falcon versus oh, the Falcon Warriors? Yeah. Snowman so and the Falcon. Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier again for twenty twenty one. Again, at least they're trying something different with the series. In this, in this case, they're tackling like poverty issues and like race yeah. issues in America. Like it's all about Falcon. Like doesn't f- want to carry the shield, and there's a lot of shit that 
America did that, you know, that the shield represents and you learn about some uh, black soldier that had the formula and they pretty much ruined his life oh. um, because he was black instead of a... Is it a bit more like serious or is it like... It a- is, yeah, so this one, it does fall. It is a little bit more serious. I love The Winter Soldier. It's my favorite Marvel film. Yeah. I was, this is the one I was most excited for. And probably the one I was missed it, uh, most disappointed uh, with. Right. So that's interesting. Um, Wyatt Russell, uh, Kurt Russell's son, and also he was from yeah. Everybody Wants Him, I believe. Yep. yep. Been some stuff. He, he's uh, proved himself to be a good actor. Uh, he plays the new Captain America because when Falcon turns down the shield, he takes over. And he's kind of like this great anti, like he's a hero, but you love to hate this guy. Like he's a dick and he's cocky and he just doesn't feel like he he should. He get should the be spot. Captain America. But they do some interesting stuff with him. He has probably most interesting arc and where what he becomes, which I thought was interesting. I'll, I'll just spoil. I'll say there's a, there's a great scene where he's just got the shield and it's just covered in blood and he's done maybe some bad things. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I think the 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 com- like the witty banter between uh, Anthony uh, Mackie and um, uh, Sansa. What's the Sebastian stand? Like, I think that was kind of fun. San Sebastian is what I wanted to call it. <laughs> San Sebastian, yeah. Like, the relationship with those guys is kind of fun. So all that stuff is what I liked about it. Um, but then everything else, like, here's the biggest problem. These guys are not Chris Evans as Captain America. They're supporting actors. They feel like supporting actors. I never got that same, you know, like, I just didn't care. I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't, you don't get that same impact yeah. that Chris Evans' Captain America had. And 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 let's be honest, Falcon is a lame fucking superhero, yeah. right? Like a guy that flies around. He's he has a no winged He has dude. no powers. Yeah. Like that's fucking lame. It's, like Batman. Yeah, but Batman's smart. No, but right? Batman's like a badass. <laughs> I so. know. I got like, money. I yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, is Batman that? doesn't have like these stupid bird wings. Like, come on. No, I don't he's know. got that bird cape. Yeah. It's cooler. <laughs> Let's not. Batman's a badass. Okay. <laughs> but then and then so then the villains they have. Okay, they're going to make up with the villains. Baron Simo C- um, C- comes back, and he's actually got the mask. But then they kind of do nothing with him. He's kind of more of a joke than a threat. And then, so the main villains are these guys called the Flag Smashers, which, like, try to <laughs> sit out with a straight yeah. fucking yeah, space. Flag Smashers, um, Jesus. And, and like, they're trying to do, like, which, again, could be interesting. Well, they're where trying it's to, like, like <laughs> 1966 Batman at this point. Like, it seems well, like a... They're trying to do something interesting where these guys, again, aren't your typical villains. There's, like, a gray area. You kind of understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I guess when the switch happened, all these, you know, all the people disappeared. So all these people in poverty could now take over these new houses and jobs and stuff. But then all these new people come back. So these people get thrown on the wayside they because it's usurped. like... It's like, well, the guy's back now it's his home yeah. we, you can't keep it anymore so there's, there's there's some kind of interesting things they do with it but again like you just don't care because he's like the main the lead character we're you speaking. need some jeremy renner in there. yeah <laughs> right well everybody loves jeremy renner <laughs> I, I may talk about that later but um yeah no it, it's just like they're just late like the mid the lead of the team is like this ginger girl and i just never got much of a threat like i just i don't know it's like these lame people wearing masks and they just don't have I don't know. The one thing Marvel always struggles with is villains, and this, excuse me, was no different. I just didn't care about them. So, anyways, the big... He almost threw up there. That wasn't a yeah. burp, everybody. He's not drinking this He's week. He's disgusted. The biggest thing I'll, worth sin I'll say about this show is it is just fucking boring. Talking about WandaVision did not need to be... This one did not... This one could have been two, two and a half hour film. It is like five hours, if not more... Ooh. It's like they stretch shit out. You yeah. could have, like, again, you're tackling that interesting issues. That is the one issues, thing. There is, like, they aren't that much longer than the actual movies. Though. Yeah, but, like, That's two yeah, hours the movie, is still well, enough, the movies, right? Yeah, like, the movies were a half an hour too long. At yeah, least. they're or an Maybe hour Maybe even 40, yeah, yeah. 
they were already too long too, but these are like really stretching it out. So yeah, there's some stuff in there, but I, I five and a half out of ten, I did not um, dig this one. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so uh, I I watched the card counter, which I believe oh, yeah. Maddie also watched. Yeah, because I did. He gave it to me from <laughs> yeah. the library, and I have returned it. Oh, out of boy. Um, Thanks, man. So yeah, this is you the, didn't get around to watching the Forever Purge, eh? I, After my glowing review, <laughs> I did not watch the Forever Purge. Uh, you know, I I almost watched that one instead of the card. Yeah. Game. So this is a uh, kind of, the, I guess the uh, Paul Schrader Renaissance mm. that's taking place. Yeah. You know, started with First Reformed, um, Paul Schrader. You know, known in a lot of circles as as a writer of Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, uh, but also. Had a had a pretty big career of his own doing the remake of Cat People, mm-hmm. American Gigolo, uh, Blue Collar, Hardcore, lo- lots and lots of movies. Yeah. Um, this one stars uh, Oscar Isaac. He is so good in this. He is right? so good in this as as kind of this mysterious figure who is a gambler. You get to know his back. His backstory like a um, spoiler. Uh- uh, Oscar Isaac, another guy that is now joining the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah, he's doing the Moon Knight? He's in their, the lead of their next series. Yeah, just he already wasted a bunch of years on the goddamn Star Wars movies. Well, that's th- all th- I kept thinking uh, about. There's in funny because someone posted a clip and it's like they asked him, So if after Star Wars, if they wanted to use your character for another Di- a Disney Plus series, would you do it? He's like, Nope, no way, nope, nope. Uh-huh. And then it cuts to like him. Yeah, yeah so this is our new uh, Marvel <laughs> series on <laughs> yeah, Disney yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus. <laughs> I got a money great talks, bunch yeah. of money. Like, oh, yeah. okay, come on. Then. It's too bad because the guy is. He freaking so great this. and he's great in this movie he is so like a, a controlled but like there is like a, a intensity behind his eyes and like, oh yeah the, the way he speaks is like oh man there's something bubbling underneath that he's, surface he's he's having to have this crazy routine of a life he's 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 basically been imprisoned at some mm-hmm. point for something that he did while he was in the army yes that's as far as we will probably go there mm-hmm. um and it's it's been Intense, like uh, when they do his backstory as well. Those scenes. Oh, it, it goes on forever. Like you follow us down this hall, and this hall just keeps going and going. You're just seeing all this terrible crazy shit, shit happening as you're following this panoramic fisheye view yeah, of this. A very, a very interesting, like, yeah. uh, like that. This I'm, I don't think I've ever seen those two combinations, like yeah. the fisheye and this panoramic thing, where it feels like you're in this endless corridor mm-hmm. sort of vibe. Um, it also stars Tiffany Haddish, uh, Ty Sheridan, and William Dafoe. I, I will say n- none of the th- the back characters really had as much to do. No, in even this. Tiffany Haddish, like I usually find her charming, not so much in this. She She's having felt, to play everything yeah. too subdued. Yeah. So instead of like, okay, you're you're gonna play this more relaxed, she kind of just plays it boring. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, most of the movie is Oscar Isaac, mm. and he's great. I think there's. You know, a depth of the character. I do like how you know the the commentary mm-hmm. about the U.S. military kind of yeah, complex that was pretty dope. Is 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 pretty well done. The ending. I don't want to give anything away, but do you feel it was like a tit for tat situation, or was it just like a tit situation? I think like I, I watched this like I don't know what's happening right now. Like oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't want to be too cryptic about this, but there might like I, I think there's probably <laughs> something to, that goes back to the there there there's this kind of like it culminates with William Defoe yeah. and Oscar Isaac kind of having a final a showdown. Showdown, yeah. So I, it just seems like and it pans away and you just hear and you're like 
what, what am I hearing? Like, is this... It gets your imagination yeah. running wild. But yeah, you don't know exactly what is going on there. And yeah. a lot of time passes. I love how they show yeah. the time passing. Anyways, I'm, I'm going to give this one 7.5. Yeah, I think I gave it 7.5 too, actually. Yeah, that seems not that high. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just saw, didn't you really love First Reform? I yeah. love, it's not First Reform. It does, I don't think it has the depth, because in First Reformed, all the side characters, while they're side characters, you can feel like Amanda Seyfried in that one, yeah. you really feel for her yeah. and her character's so well drawn. Even, um... What was that fellow Bur- that she was... Burning... Tr- is it not, not Bernie Mac? Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah, great yeah. in that one and, and feels like a, a fully Fleshed formed. out character. And... and the whole thing ties together. First Reformed, I, I, I absolutely mm-hmm. adore. This one doesn't quite hit that high, and I don't think it hits the existential questions as yeah. much. Yeah, but you enjoy seeing him like go play cards, which they don't uh, really touch the cards that much at all. It's just like, ah, he just plays cards. But I like how they the also are, are honest with how cards, basically, you just to win at cards, you just have to play a lot. It is so Card games are so boring, but movies about card games are so fucking awesome. Yeah, right? and this one tries to split the difference. It yeah. occasionally goes a little bit too like, yeah. um, you know, Bali's game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, I kind of that's the only reason I wanted to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the cards are still the, good. Like okay. they're more interesting. And I, I like I follow a, a few people that are card. Uh, poker players mm-hmm. uh, that are also movie critics. They're, they're rounders, is what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and they they do, do not they like they can't take any poker movie because yeah. they're all so garbage. Inter and this one is no different, I guess, from them because mm-hmm. once they get into the exciting card stuff, they're like, "Fuck all that! That's not how yeah. it's done." Um, People always hate everything. But, but that you can't make a movie into. about a card game because cards are so fucking boring. boring. <laughs> to be good yeah. at, at poker, yeah, it's just a relentless a slog. Yeah. Um, I don't have another Marvel series. I'll talk about maybe some more on the next episode. But I did watch one more Disney series that's a little bit more exciting, but I'll try to, again, quickly run Dark through Darkwing Duck! <laughs> From 2019, The Mandalorian Season 1. Now, everyone that I know, I guess I know a lot of Star Wars fans, yeah. have been, like, bugging me for years, I guess, for two years now, to finally to watch the show. So I finally threw it on. I, I only um, saw the first episode, weirdly, and I, I actually oh, really yeah, liked it's it. It's actually a... Yeah. And, yeah. And then I lost I, the subscription. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I didn't mind the the last couple of films. I didn't hate them like everyone else, but I had fun with them. I don't I guess I'm at the point where I don't expect much out of Star Wars to entertain me. And I think this film does I think this film does better where like if they take characters or Easter eggs. You're from, calling this a film, which is that oh, you, sorry, you, sorry, you really yeah. know you're serious about this. <laughs> um Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. No, but from the I'm saying like from the other film, like from the other film though, they take like uh, characters or Easter eggs from the original trilogy or whatever. Mm. Whereas like the new film would kind of take them and reuse them. This film, it's like they're not taking that character and redoing what we've already saw. They're kind of showing you a different light. It's like Jawas we've seen, but they're showing a completely different side of Jawas yeah. where they're like in the sand crawl and there's a bunch of them and they stole his uh, all the they tore apart his ship and stole it and he has to fight them. There's this great scene where he's hanging off the. Their uh, their sand crawler yeah. um, uh, vehicle, and there's like this great action moment, and he's uh, pulling them out and shoot. I don't know. I just had a blast with it. There's IG88, who let's be honest, the bounty hunters have always been awesome in the stars films. Yeah, but really, they're there and they looked cool. They didn't, you didn't do didn't anything. See anything? Like you never IG-88 got to see. IG88 is kicking so much ass. In he this, didn't right? do shit in that one. Yeah. Boba Fett didn't do shit in the yeah. original films. And this one, it's not IG88. It's IG11. But he looks like IG, yeah, but well. it's awesome seeing, finally seeing like how this 
droid would be a yeah. great bounty hunter and you're seeing it and you're like oh yeah that makes sense how he could like turn quick yeah. like showing him kick ass i just i just had a blast with all that there's a great um throwback episode to uh, i guess star wars was based on somewhat seven samurai and there's an episode like that where he lands and he has to help the farmers uh there's this group of uh evil raiders who have gotten a hold of an atst and they come and steal all the farmers food and then go mm-hmm. back so they get him to help him that was a lot of fun um yeah there, there's just so many um there, there's an, oh there's a great one too with uh bill burr the comedian oh yeah and clancy it, eh? brown yeah, and like they're awesome. like these Ragtag group of misfits, pirates. pirates yeah. yeah, and he has to team up with them, help them get a prisoner out. But there's all these twists and turns. Yeah. That episode was super fun. People getting crisscrossed. It's just like there's there's. I guess there is a connecting story in, in the child, mm-hmm. like the, what people call Baby Yoda, but like they don't really connect. And I kind of like that. To me, that's refreshing. I'm mm-hmm. sick of like after watching those where it's like it's six episodes of a long story. It's a movie. I love this where like every episode's forty minutes. The story yeah. begins and ends, and each one is like something different. It's having fun. Um, I'll talk about season two next week because I'm not finished that, but I'm probably even enjoying that even more. The CGI is actually surprisingly decent in this, but more importantly, there's tons of practical effects and it looks great. So many like creature, different creatures yeah. and, and, and uh, characters. And yeah, the, the, ba- the baby Yoda was kind of concerning. I know like for two years I saw these memes and like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to yeah. hate this fucking character. It's so cutesy and everyone loves it. And I, I didn't mind it. It's fine. Like it's not, yeah. Disney's usually good about making you hate those type of characters <laughs> well, that the, uh, and making them feel forced. In, uh... Yeah. Making them feel forced. We're like those. Okay. They were fine. That one scene, but then all of a sudden they're in the ship in the, uh, at the end, you're like, mm. where did they come from? Like you could tell yeah. you added the man after to try to sell more toys. Um, I, I don't know if I got that with the, the Yoda. So yeah, I, I had a blast with this. I'm going to, I'm, it might even be an eight for me, seven and a half, eight for me for the series, uh, season one. But like I said, nice. season two, I'm kind of enjoying more, which there's one episode I'm excited to talk about. Uh, for, it has more of like a horror, um, mm-hmm. uh, side to it, but yeah, I, I'm digging Mandalorian. That to me is is what I wish like Disney Star would just do. Would just do. do like fucking. I don't need a six hours of the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I got one more to talk about, but I'll let you guys jump in. I, I'm no, good. I'm good. Okay, I got one more film. Again, I'll try. What are the Disney things that you watch? <laughs> no, so the, I watched uh, French Dispatch from oh, 2021. Actually, I watched that as well. Um, I know Adam wants to see it, so I won't yeah. spoil too much. But uh, I'll say it's a beautiful film. Arguably. Wes Anderson's best it looks looking. gorgeous. Um, it is so well acted. Well, it's got just yeah. every story has like five or six big yeah. acti- actors. The problem with it is like most anthologies, it's a mix of good and bad. Like some, mm. I really, so the, the one story, the revision to a manifesto um, was probably my least favorite. That's yeah. with uh, Timothy Chalamet is the leader of a revolution. Frances McDormand is a journalist, or I thought she was his teacher or something, too. Uh, yeah. She's kind of sleeping with him while she's proofreading his manifesto. Um, I won't say too much else. It's is like, that the first one? Uh, thir- that's, a, second, that's the second story, one. but it's my least favorite. Like, that mm-hmm. one I didn't care. I don't know. It didn't, yeah, it didn't, uh, it didn't hit me. I, I had the th- thought about this movie. Much like a uh, Beatles Greatest Hits is still a Beatles album, it doesn't have the uh, overall arc of an actual Connected album. Tissue. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I felt this way. Like, oh, this looks great. Oh, this is so well. Like, I really like this. Like, uh, everything about this. But like, it just didn't feel complete to me. It just felt like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Like that's like, my problem like, with it's, it. It's about Bill Murray is yeah. the uh, editor of the French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Um, he died. Kansas City Star or something. Um, or something like that. The paper's called the French Dispatch, I believe. But it's the it's the oh, French it's, Dispatch for the Kansas yeah. City paper. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's that weird, like yeah, intro like that. But uh, yeah, he dies, and then so they're going over, and each 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 like story is like a segment in that paper. So like mm-hmm. one is like human Owen Wilson has a quick one where he's like uh, talking about biking, or well, he talks about the city that they're in, right? And it's like a yeah. quick one. Um, the Chalamet, I guess, is what was that one supposed yep. to be? Is that Paul, the politics side of the paper? Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's one, the art side of the paper, which they go into Benicio Toro's this uh, killer. Yeah. He's a, he murdered someone. He's in prison, but he happens to be a great painter. And uh, Leah Sado is a guard. She's sleeping with him. And Adrian Barbeau is the rich art dealer mm-hmm. who finds out about his Adrian work. Adrian Barbeau? No. A- Adrian Brody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> She's um, in this movie? How did I not know and that? And Tilda Swinton is the writer yeah. uh, telling the story. So that one was kind of fun. The, my yeah. favorite, though, was um, there's one Jeffrey Wright is the uh, fruit food journalist. And he happens to be... he's doing this critique with this uh, police um, commissioner. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the police officers happens, this Asian police officer happens to be this amazing cook. So he's cooking them up this meal and he's there to critique it. But while this happens, um, Edward Norton steal, uh, captures, kidnaps his son. son. So then it, it ends up being the story about getting it back. And there's a great moment too where Bill Murray's like, I thought you're supposed to be talking about fucking food. And he's yeah. like, I was, but then this happened. But that one I thought was kind of super really, fun. It was, it was the it most was entertaining. Weird how it went to like a, but we'll say like a minute to two minutes of cartoon. You know yeah, it goes all over and it, it just has like this fun kind of yeah. caper. I don't know. I enjoyed that one the most. But yeah, it, it's like it's a mixed bag. I think yeah. some work better than others, but you're right. As a whole, I like Wes Anderson, but I can't say like as a whole, mm-hmm. it was all great. It was kind of like, yeah, this one was really good. This one was okay. This one not so good. Um, but yeah, t- everyone you can fucking think of it. Like we didn't even mention Elizabeth Moss is in there. Yeah. Willem Dafoe, Jason Schwartzman. T- like every story has like yeah. six, you know, big name actors. I'm gonna. I, what would you give it, Maddie? I think I ended up giving it seven point five. Yeah, seven point five for me too. Like it's good. But not Moonrise Kingdom or not Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, the Grand Budapest. Or, yeah. yeah, it's not hitting. It the didn't same hit highs. the. Uh, Again, like you said, you don't. He's got. He's one of those guys that also has that track record where it's like, yeah, how can you be that good all all the time? Like we, I I talked about it on an earlier episode, or probably later last year, where we watch. I watched all of them except for Isle of Dogs, and it was incredible how consistent he Mm. he was. Um, Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't really make any flops. Like I can't. Maybe Isle of Dogs, but that's even that. Yeah, that that was. I love that one. That still wasn't like like a flop flop. Like Darlene Darjeeling was the one. I haven't seen when I went back to it that, which I was kind of defender for a bunch of years. (laughs) Yeah, kind of went actually. Yeah, I get it. I get why people have a problem with this. And I could see this one. Most people putting near the bottom. Yeah, I don't see like I, I think even reading from other reviews, everyone kind of seems to be saying like it was good. It's what you Wes Anderson doesn't yeah. really do bad films, but it didn't like stand yeah. out from his filmography. Again, it's hard to like do too much when you got 20, 30 minutes to like do too much with yeah. character and stuff. It's like it's more of like fun kind of little segments um, more than anything. But yeah, still worth a watch. Yeah, I, I I I will hopefully see it before our best of twenty. I'm not getting uh, I'm not gonna lie though. I'm wor- I'm getting worried about the best of twenty twenty one because like every film I'm excited I, I think about. It's like horror is gonna be a hard one to. I yeah, think I don't yeah. know. I'm struggling with both. Like I'm mm. watching a lot of movies and I'm liking a lot of movies, but I'm not seeing anything like this. S- like seven point five 
would usually make your list, I would say. Yeah. Like, there would be some 7.5s. Yeah, but the problem yeah. is I'm not Not seeing, in my list, but yeah. in your I'm list. not seeing too many 8s uh, as a problem or 8.5s yeah. and definitely nothing even ah, near Just make it a, a list full of Kyle's 6 to 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I need, that, I need that like last year where at least I had like the Vast of Night came out of nowhere and it's like, wow. Yeah, that was a special. That's going on. Like, I haven't seen any films where like I watch them like that is going on my top 10. I, I feel I feel like I'm gonna be like okay I gotta put together top ten I guess these were my favorites but I, like I think I've got I got maybe a couple right now Space Jam right Space Jam the and uh, oh Uncle Drew was not this year no Never no, mind. no it was that, Uncle that, Drew that, I really yeah, liked that, that was, was a... so good though I I feel like if you watched them this year I would almost count it just it, that's kind of a, it transcends uh, time I wish I could count it this year again <laughs> I love Uncle Drew. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big Kyrie Irving flatter yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, on that note, I guess I like I, that's the most sports I've ever got to bring into <laughs> exactly. this podcast. That's why I'm trying to quickly get off it before <laughs> I, I hear I have that at home enough with uh, Becky and the Raptors. But uh, yeah, let's uh, throw up the trailer for Fatal Attraction. Be- Becky and I should have a Raptors podcast. I, I would listen to. The I hell think out she of that. might. She might like El- Raptor. You yeah. know, she. We can talk about off air, but yeah, yeah, she watches like every single game now when like she's crazy and it's it's she's crazy. <laughs> I'm just like sp- sports. Wait, would you say she be balling? Yeah. All, all I'm going to put into our, our next video uh, reel is you going, she's, she's crazy. crazy. She's, crazy. she's crazy. crazy. That's okay. She, she knows I say <laughs> that knows. about other things probably. But uh, yeah, uh, here's a trailer, guys, for Fatal Attraction from 1987. A look. That led to an evening. We were attracted to each other at the party. That was obvious. You're on your own for the night. That's also obvious. A mistake he'd regret all his life. And where's your wife? Daddy! Honey! Oh, God. And you're here with a strange girl being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime. I've got to see you. This is going to stop. No, it's not going to stop. It's going to go on and on. She keeps calling the apartment. Hello? Every time Beth answers the phone, she hangs it. I'm scared, Jimmy. You play fair with me? Do you have an affair with her? I'll play fair with you. I don't want to lose my family. How could you do that? You're scared of me, aren't you? You're afraid. Gutless, heartless, spineless. If you ever come near my family again, I'll kill you. You understand? Daddy! I'm not going to be ignored. Alicia, where's Ellen? She's gone. Whatever resentment she's feeling, she's probably got it out of her system. What if she didn't get it out of her system? What then? Fatal attraction. I guess you thought you'd get away with it. Well, you can't. A married man's one-night stand comes back to haunt him when that lover begins to stalk him and his family. Yes, we're talking oh, yeah. about Fatal Attraction from 1987. Um, Starring the horn dog himself, Michael Douglas. Michael oh, Douglas. yeah. <laughs> and sex symbol, Glenn, Glenn Close. Cl- uh, let's just get this off. Yeah. Because I need to talk about this. I, at first, I'm like, there's no way. But like after like a couple of seconds, I was like, you know what? I, I, I buy this as like not like a, a crazy hot, but like she's an average looking 40-year-old who he just sees like a quick... Uh, she's 36 40 playing 36. Oh, look, sorry, I just, sorry, 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 sorry. I struggle, though, that he has hot and Archer at home. 
Yeah. Well, hey, man, he's been uh, this movie. I, I know he's. I guess it's, he's yeah. been. He's not getting it at home because yeah. it's like any family. One you probably know now that you have yeah. kids. It's like. Anytime, you know, the yeah. kids are always there, I'll just say. Um, <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. They're <laughs> always there? Yeah, it's, that's, the only reason, that's the only way I can get it up. <laughs> oh, he went there. He went there. Maddie is now I, on I, the list. I actually feel bad about myself for making yeah. that joke. I, <laughs> yeah. You're I, a father. Yeah. I threw that out there yeah. to both knowing, of you guys. Knowing that he knows <laughs> yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. Know. You're just like I, looking at Kyle like, I'm going to get Maddie to say this. No, I wasn't going to say He knew you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, who's going to take the yeah. place? Maddie's always that fuck. You throw out the bait. That motherfucker's jaws. He's always the first one to eat that shit up. Chumming the waters and shit. <laughs> But I uh, totally forget. Oh, no, I was actually thinking about the. Uh, this is like uh, much like how slashers were cautionary tales for like teenagers not to like drink and have sex. This is like cautionary tale for like middle aged dudes don't, don't have affairs. Do, do you think it. that had? Do you think this had an effect? I did. I'm thinking so. Actually, people supposedly went up to Glenn. I, 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 I read that. I read that. But I don't know. Do you think they're? Like, I don't know if it actually would have mattered. They're but, at the yeah, bar. They're maybe. ready to cheat on their wife with yeah. some hot girl, and they're like. They break, they got her home. That wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait. wait. Your hair's frizzy. Yeah. yeah, wait a second. She's turning on like the uh, the Schlitz light in the background. <laughs> then back on, turn it off, back it on. Like it's 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 all fairly ridiculous. Like, yeah. Uh, the, in you know, what's the term? A bunny boiler? Did you, I bunny love did you hear about that? Became like a, I guess in in the, the UK. UK. Yeah, yeah. Term. Oh, that's an amazing term. Like I want to start using this constantly. If you yeah, if you, if, if your friend's going home yeah. with someone that looks a little, yeah, Kyle a, is I, such a bunny boiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. looks like a bunny boiler, right? <laughs> Oh uh, man, I had I, my old roommate who I will not name because he doesn't deserve the attention. <laughs> but that guy, man, he was he was bringing home a lot of bunny boilers. I think oh, he, yeah, we had he drove a lot of girl, yeah. a lot of women to bunny boilers, and we had to deal with the aftermath. Being his roommate, we'll just say. But uh, enough about him. Yeah, so this is uh, this is kind of the beginning of the adult thriller or erotic thriller, whatever you want to call it. Um, this was kind of the big hit, like you mentioned. We mentioned earlier in the episode. This was the number one movie worldwide, and I think second domestic only to like Three Men a Baby, and I think it was like two million or something that's made less. Crazy! It was mainly that you can't do that on television opening scene. Yeah, right? that's that's what did it for everybody. <laughs> that's what everyone was like. That's a hit show on, uh, yeah, on yeah, YTV. Yeah, yellow, well, yeah, green, purple. <laughs> and th- this was kind of the first. Uh, it probably wasn't the first, but you it, can't uh, do that on television. It was a ch- children's show just for the. People at home. Yeah, I guess the that. Americans. Was a show in America? Or was I don't it all, know. Yeah, because of white I TV, thought right? it was. It was a Canadian show, yeah. but it ends up in the movie as the opening hmm. scene. What the kid is watching. Maybe Do you catch fi- this? Maybe no. this is filmed in Cal- Toronto. Do you remember that show? No. You don't remember that show. No. You can't do this. On- I didn't like TV then either. When, no, when, when you get slime, the kids would get oh, slime. I, I do remember like, a show slime. You say, I, don't I don't know. You get slime. You say water. You get water. I thought that was not called Uh Oh. That's no, what I know it as. That's oh. a different show. That one was the same one you got. Slime the, and this one had barf on it, right? That wasn't yeah. that the dad's name was Barf. No, I think, that was the cook. Let's be honest. I think barf. every kid's game show ended. Yeah. If you if you this failed, wasn't a kids. Got... This wasn't a game show. Oh okay. Yeah, this is like an actual like uh, a sketch comedy show for kids. And they got slimed. What? Yeah, yeah. Like they had like, hey there, uh, Sally. Uh, what are we doing today after the uh, recording? Well, I don't I know. know. They get slimed. Oh, okay. Because yeah. yeah, I know every game show. You got slimed if you lost. I would love to have a glass of water. Boom. You get water on you. Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like you, you, this is like... My tight, my jam. My jam now. This is is something I would enjoy. I don't know how how you would have missed this one. You know, we're... You know, I know that there's at a, my maturity level. There's now. an age difference between us of a year, almost. Oh, uh, maybe exactly. that's probably that was it. it. <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Glenn Close uh, in a little bit. So this is uh, directed by uh, Adrian Lin. I guess Brian De Palma almost directed this. But he hated Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. That's crazy, right? Like and the producers, though, were like, we're not getting rid of him. He's the reason that we kind of got this project yeah. going. Um, and I think he later on regretted it um, as well when he saw, saw the project. I think he was saying too, like he just didn't see him as a leading man. I guess his concern, and also John Carpenter's concern, he almost directed this, was that this came right after Play Misty uh, for me, the Clint Eastwood film, which is kind of similar, yeah, and they were kind of worried it was like seventy like, one though, like yeah, it's early seventies, oh, so it's way, yeah. yeah. So, but it is at? almost the exact same story. Yeah. Even the Madam, like, that's a ten. Even the Madam Butterfly mm, stuff is 15, in sixteen Play years Misty later. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize that that was. I read that and I'm like, okay, I thought it came out a couple. But years I, I think earlier. probably. It was like I'm surprised it didn't get sued. Quite honestly, yeah, for like, a guy like Carpenter, he might have been like, well, yeah. "Why am I remaking Play Misty for me with yeah. another name when I it probably liked when I could Clint, do the thing?" No, <laughs> and he probably liked Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who I, wants to I, piss off Clint Eastwood? Yeah, but he remade the thing, and I think the thing with from Another World was one of his favorite movies. Yeah, but that's thirty years later. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think too. What I read is both of them also Howard thought Hawks is dead, right? Yeah. Like by that point. <laughs> yeah, who's really gonna? I think they both thought the ending was too downbeat, which we'll get into. Um, which ended up, <laughs> most people agreed. Um, we'll talk a bit about that, which because they end up changing that. Uh, it's written by James Dearden, uh, who didn't do too much. I saw he did A Kiss Before Dying, which is kind of a similar adult thriller, but not too much that still to me. Uh, as we mentioned, Michael Douglas is the lead here. Dan Gallagher, who is the hot kind of lawyer who his wife... I always thought this movie was about so, you know, I'm not saying like it's any better if you get drunk. You're like, oh, I slept with someone. I was drunk. I didn't know what I was doing. But I thought there was something like that. It's like, no, he's like completely sober. Just goes. Oh, yeah, he just wants he's to. Very, com- like, he's com- uh, com- complicit. And, yeah. And, like one of my issues <laughs> with the movie is actually how they make Glenn Close into so much of a villain, like a I Hollywood was villain. About that, she kind of got like okay. Not taking advantage of, but like, like all right, well, uh, I'm gonna fuck this guy, and uh, maybe we're gonna have a life together. Like, I can say one night stand, but the fact he goes there the next day and like takes his dog with her, like, oh wow, this is something serious and there, shit. And yeah. and yeah. what ends up like, yeah. you know, yeah, we'll talk uh, about it. Yeah. I guess yeah. in a little bit, in a little bit, but but like, yeah, he's he's not he's he's a fucking slime ball. Oh yeah, in, yeah. In, more than just being a sleaze. Yeah, yeah. For, I, I, they're they're there's they're both they both I mean I think she goes further with it and I think it gets to a point where it's like she's obviously lost it. But you're right, like he's definitely not innocent here. It's it's yeah. not like he does a one night stand and she becomes crazy. It's like, no, you're a douchebag and you're paying yeah. for your sins in in a sense, I guess. Um, but yeah, Michael Douglas in the eighties, he had a, a fucking string of hits. Like, he's he he Gordon Gecko in this. He's like, making Wall Street at the exact same time. I was actually wondering on and that, off, actually. on and off. One week on Wall Street, one week on Fatal Attraction, and yeah. he he's kind of looks exactly the same. He kind of has he the same is. temperament in this. He's shooting yeah. them both at the same time. You can't change your I'm look. Curious how like close they were because yeah, he's he, Gordon he's Gecko. coming off of yeah. uh, Romance in the Stone, Jewel yeah. of the Nile, which are kind of fun films. Uh, he follows up, I believe, with Black Rain. War of the Roses, like that's a nice. Like I think yeah. Black Rain is a fucking masterpiece, which one day hopefully we'll cover. Mm-hmm. Um, totally underrated movie, but that that's a fucking kick ass movie. And then yeah, and then '90s he comes back with he does Basic Instinct, another adult thriller, probably one of the other bigger ones. Uh, Falling Down, the oh, game, yeah. like he, he just had this, and then he comes back in the 2000s, does like Traffic, 
and then he disappeared for a bit with Wonder his, Boys. And, yeah. his, he had mm-hmm. his tongue or throat cancer, whatever it is. And then now he's back with fucking, I mean, not great, but he's doing the Ant-Man films. Like, I was like, yeah. has he done much? I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, he's in all those films, right? So he seems like I can't imagine those films years. without him. <laughs> m- m- money never sleeps, baby. <laughs> Money never sleeps. Um, but yeah, apparently Christopher Reeve is one of the male actors that turned down his role. You, you'll find like I'm not going to name them all because both of these. Oh yeah, parts, like, yeah it is. Dennis Quaid, actors and actor, Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah. Like these are people that. What's well, weird? Because I heard that Glenn Close was actually Gilda Ratner uh, auditioned for it as well. Which like yeah. how, well, the, the how producer... different would this movie if Bill Murray and Gilda Ratner got this? What's like, funny though, <laughs> like wouldn't that be an insane movie? What I didn't get is the producers uh, originally didn't want her for the role because they didn't think she was sexy enough. Yeah. and there some. Of the people they ha- were looking at was Barbara Hershey, okay, yeah. and uh, Gil- Gilda Radner. Like, is Gilda Radner a sex symbol either? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I'm not getting. I'm not saying these women are ugly. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not being that guy. But like, I just didn't know Glenn Crow. Well, Glenn Crow apparently wasn't right. Like, she had to prove yeah. that to her that well, she I could think Glenn do this. Close part. was mainly doing kind of. Uh, matronly roles, and, right? And, and and more hippie sort of. Yeah, like she's uh, in the the, the big roles. chill, which I, I fucking yeah. love. One of my favorites, but. Um, yeah, I, I just never saw her, and I, I kind of looked up and because Becky, we I watched this with her, and she's like, "Was she known as a sex symbol? Like, she's got has an interesting look to her, mm-hmm. and she's right, like she has something about her." But then I started looking up. I'm like, I don't know, maybe in the '80s she was, but no, I, she, I guess this was yeah. like, yeah, she had to really earn this role because people didn't see her as it. She, but she wanted it. Yeah, like oh, she, she wanted about she it. Wa- and she wanted. I, I, I'm glad she kills this. Like, even oh, though she's, she's not like the oh wow, she's, ba, boom. she's like oh wow, there is yeah. something about her. You're you kind of like her. And then she's like, oh, wow, there's something in her eyes, too. That, like, oh, yeah. She's... Yeah, like when they're hanging out at, yeah. at, at her apartment and just like having spaghetti or whatever, mm-hmm. you're like, this is per- she's mm-hmm. smart and, and like, and, and, and he's busting his balls about the funny, butterfly or whatever the fuck it is that they're listening Madame to. Madam Butterfly, yeah. which was Maddie's old nickname yeah. in the band. <laughs> um, I, I, I used to be a little uh, cocoon baby. <laughs> but, um, other, sorry, do you, no, no, go oh. on. Uh, other women that, that uh, Sally Field, uh, I guess, was a big one, but she turned it down because she's worried that the role would like hurt her career. It was too like villainous, I Ante- guess. Antagonistic, yeah. Uh, Tracy Ullman, Miranda Richardson, Deborah Winger. So I think those were the serious ones. I think Elizabeth Shue possibly as well, but she had to turn it and down. Eventually, yeah, yeah, maybe. Sitting. And then um, uh, Elizabeth, uh, sorry, Olivia Hussey from uh, Black Christmas. She was apparently offered the role, but when she got to the scene, I'll just stay with the rabbit. She's like a big um, animal activist. rights activist, so she was like, no way. And then uh, didn't it wasn't really up for it, but Sharon Stone is one of them that tried out and didn't really get past if you look at like who tried out apparently yeah. there's like every actress you could think of at the time but i think those were like the main ones that were actually in so contention this was based on a true story right or am i just read this no. wrong no i don't think oh so. i thought it was based on like an actual true story that like the girl was actually still like uh found guilty for um murdering the guy's wife I don't think so. I know. I'm not. Seen oh, oh, all right. I, I thought I read this, but uh, maybe, it could be. I, I yeah. just it didn't come across yeah, it when I, I was I researching. Didn't find anything about it either. All right. Then. Um, I was wondering, like, why was everyone trying to get this? Because the script was so hot back then. Like, well, I think people like were kind of script. afraid of the, the yeah. script at the time. They didn't want to do it. Like, yeah. so a lot of these names were they've all passed. Oh, mm-hmm. they like the eh. big names passed. They're like, no, I don't want to touch this. Yeah. It wasn't really until Michael Douglas that it kind of got some fire going, and that's why they weren't going to fire him when De Palmer didn't want him because. Like, well, he's kind of the one that got us where we are. Stuck with us. Um, De Palma probably made Untouchables at the same time. So, yeah. yeah. He, he, he did all right. Did that nobody? <laughs> De Palma. Um, as we mentioned, Andy, Ann Archer is his wife. Uh, Andy McDowell was close to getting that part, which I could see. You, I think you could have switched either, and I don't think it would have hurt. She's a lot younger, much. though. 
Andy McDowell was? Yeah, she would have been like 22 or something. Probably. Okay. Yeah. And then um, the only other like thing. Like Ann Archer's almost 40 as well in this movie. The only other uh, person I wanted to mention. Um, Which is refreshing. Everyone's th- yeah, actually yeah, their yeah. age. Yeah. Well, I think well, you I, saw that a lot more yeah, back I then. That. I think that's like a, from a 2000s on that like older actors don't get juicy roles anymore, I find. Like it, uh, they would do, if they were doing okay. this now, it would be uh, a younger. Carolyn Warmus is a real-life version of Glenn Close's character depicted in Fatal Attraction as she stalked and murdered the wife of a man whom she was obsessed over. She was 25-year-old at the time of the murder in 1989? Oh, so, so that's after. Yeah, that's after. So maybe she well, was influenced by it. Well, maybe. <laughs> All right, then. Well, <laughs> did she also cook the rub? Maddie was no, just no, like, no, no. I'm going to burn you two yeah, fuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, listen up, you dopes. <laughs> Um, the only other person I want to bring up is uh, Ellen Gallagher, or sorry, Ellen Hamilton Latson plays Ellen Gallagher, the young daughter. But I, I didn't realize that that's from um, Ruby Sue in Christmas Vacation. It looks nothing like oh, crazy. The, the young girl. From well, the, and what about also, the babysitter? Yeah, I was about to bring yeah, that I'll, up. I'll bring it up as a cameo. Uh, yeah. But sorry, one other one other little thing is um, uh, th- this is also the uh, the actress from uh, Monster Squad, and she actually, or sorry. Ashley Bank from Monster Squad was uh, up for this role, and she actually, I think, got the part, but she turned it down to go do Monster Squad. Oh, awesome. So the, the, she the made the right decision. In, uh, Monster <laughs> Squad, yeah. Um, she's got more of a memorable uh, yeah, role. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess we could mention, yeah, Jane Krakelski uh, plays the babysitter. She has like a mi- blinker, you mi- yeah. you'll miss her part. And I was like, do we know that person? Yeah. I didn't even recognize that until I, I saw the... Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the when I was reading, well, I, I thought it was her, and then uh, she's in another scene, but you only hear her voice, and you can't really tell. Yeah. I think that's one of her early, one of her first roles. It or? must be right. Must be. Like, yeah. Uh, and then, oh yeah, and then Fred Gwynn, we actually mentioned earlier, he's uh, completely wasted. He was in it for what, like two minutes, and then like I assume he had more he's like to boss. do. Right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they had a bunch of stuff for him, and he was cut out. But of course, uh, yeah. Fred Gwynn from Pet Cemetery Monsters. I, I, I know, I know, you see her over there, but I say don't go down that road. <laughs> uh, affairs never lead anywhere. <laughs> So we, we kind of threw out the basic. That's very good, Matty. <laughs> oh, yeah, I that. We kind of threw well, out well, the, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our. <laughs> we threw out the basic plot, but I guess we can we can jump into it a little more now. Actually, before Maddie kind of stole the thunder and already got the laugh, but not a laugh. But I I, I wrote some uh, poetry. Oh, sorry. Seeing how this is our Valentine's yeah, episode hey. for this this movie, so I got two: one from uh, Michael Douglas's point of view, and one from uh, Glenn Close. So the first one: roses are red, violets are blue. If I wasn't with somebody else, then I'd be with you. Um, Touching. Uh, and then Glenn Close's, uh, roses are red, violets are blue. Of course, they all have to start with that. Yeah. We had a lot of fun screwing, cuckoo-cachoo. <laughs> we fucked on the counter, the elevator, and in bed. But now that you're ignoring me, I wish you were dead. I feel you, I taste you, I think you, I touch you. You cocksucking son of a bitch, get out of my head. Um, there you go. <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah. Stamps. Thank you, thank you. I tried to get all the quotes from the movie and, and combine them, but uh, I think it kind of sums up yeah. that uh, she has a lot of that. Like, so if you're complaining about our episodes being up late, yeah. you can blame <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle's poetry <laughs> session for that one. I thought you were gonna do like roses are red, violets are blue. You fuck me now, eat some rabbit stew. No, that to be honest, <laughs> that works too. <laughs> Actually, the, to be honest, I, I did for the next episode. That's how this started. That The next one is literally like two lines that I thought was kind of funny. And then I had to come up with one for this. So I was like <laughs> trying to do? like get quotes and fit it in. And yeah, but uh, you just you just upped me, went up me, you son of a bitch. You cocksucking son of a bitch, Maddie. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, pretty much it is. He's, he's kind of got this. Douglas has this 
kind of happy all American family. Um, but then like his wife go- is going away, I guess to, to the mother, she's going to look at some house that she's been wanting to get them to move out to the country. They're in busy New York. Cause of course she's a lawyer. Yeah, of course. Um, but he's, he stays home and like he, he saw this woman previous at a party, his friend hit on her. Uh, he kind of apologized for his friend hitting on her. Friend gets a death stare. Yeah. Which mm. again, that's, I was kind of questioning that. Like I get the impression. It's not like she, I don't know, I get the impression that she's kind of the flirtatious person at the party and she's probably been with a lot of men. So has she or is, is Michael Douglas just something that like was more for her? Uh, uh, like, Michael Douglas and who's the fellow that played his buddy? Like there's kind of a bit no, of a No, but I'm just saying there, like right? you get the impression like mm-hmm. it, has she been with men before? Has, was she crazy and stalkerish with them? Is it just something with Michael Douglas? Or has oh. she not been with... Because I, I was reading up on it and the way she kind of played it and the the psychologist said that this woman... Had sexual abuse. Probably oh, was sexually right. abused and, and maybe she... So maybe this was... She hasn't really had much relationship. That that's why this one one night or two. And night she even something? says that. She says that like I don't sleep around. This isn't this isn't she nothing to me. Know. She puts it on the. Uh, but it table. also seems like I don't yeah. sleep around. But hey, you're married. Let me jump in on that pretty quick. Like yeah. it, it, it seemed like I, uh, yeah. I also think I felt that was kind of it seemed like this is a problem with the movie. Yeah, yeah. Is is the characterization? I think Glenn Co- Close is. Is giving everything you need in terms of her performance to have this multi-layered character, yeah. and the movie fails her constantly. Where where it, it's like just trying to be like, oh, she, I can see why uh, he'd want to hang out with her. She seems pretty cool. Yeah. I can see why that he wants to go home with her. Like she's she's up for anything. Oh, now she wants to. Be, it's what she just becomes a plot device to move things yeah. forward. Even though she's giving this much more nuanced performance. That it is is going in the psychology and how she's probably th- this tortured, uh, mm. you know, it, it gets a little too Hollywood for for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, I, and I, I guess that makes a ton, ton of sense, right? Like, so the question I got to ask you guys is: Do you think she was actually pregnant, or do you think that was a device as well? To I think she was. I think she was. I think they saw yeah. that she was. There's yeah. a scene where you see her like uh, uh, throwing up. I mean, that could be for something else. She yeah. could be doing that to herself. But I, I get the impression she was. And I, I do, I mean, I guess, yeah, we'll talk about it a bit more in spoilers, but... Um, the, uh, pregnancies? Well, no, just uh. something about the pregnancy that I, I have an issue with as well. But um, yeah, like, again, that's the thing. So, like, she's already feels like she's been using abuse. Mind you, again, you're jumping in. It seems like you kind of knew it was one night stand with a married man. What did you expect? I, I kind of like the pregnancy again, stuff. The pregnancy that, though throws that into into like when yeah, I thought that was he's, a plot he's kind of like and, just yeah. like get a divorce and he's mad that she doesn't want to that she might want to keep it. So then it's he's all unreasonable. It, it 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 does feel like it goes from she seems very reasonable before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very intelligent in terms of how she can communicate, and then it doesn't break down slowly. It's a steep drop. It's just off. like now we need the villain. Yeah, but I think they ha- they do a great transition scene where, um, you know, again, she, I know he says like it's over, but I think she comes visits him as office with the tickets to Madame Butterfly, this opera that they both had this connection with, and then he says no, like sorry, it's not going to happen. Like this has got to be it. So I think that was like okay, maybe it, that is actually is- one of my favorite. Scenes in the well, my, in the my favorite scene is like after that, you see, and she's just sitting by her. I light, love this is my turning it on scene. and off, and you got the the ticket sitting yeah. there. She's listening to the opera, she's tear crying up, she's turned the light on and off, she's kind of lost it, but and then, not like in a flip, like it's like 
Yeah, but that's transitioned with yeah. Michael Douglas, having who is the, with his wife, wife having and the their buddy party. is just yeah. having fun playing bowling and stuff. And you kind of say, like, he's had his fun. He's moved on. That means nothing to him. It's over. And you see how would an impact this thing had to her and how it means so much yeah. more to her. And now how it's starting to like, this is where it's starting to like, okay. No, wait. The, uh, she, it's kind of weighing on her that maybe th- it's not This was kind of the crux where I was yeah. like, oh, maybe this will go into a really... I don't know. I I, I think I, I started expecting too much of this movie. Yeah. At, 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 at I wonder point. if there was more. Like we know they trend they they changed the ending to something that was the a lot more a artistic. Cop, a, a crazy cop out. Yeah. It's like the I, most. I was thinking that actually. Yeah. Hollywood. It is, but I, I I like like I watched both. I haven't seen the other one. Mm-hmm. So the other one is definitely the better artistic ending. And again, we'll talk about more. And and I agree though with like everyone said this film would not be the hit with the other ending. You needed this big Hollywood ending. And I think it's kind of fun to have almost this crazy slasher-esque. Like, it, there's some tense stuff in there. I, I kind of enjoy it, even if it is kind of silly. And, and, and like, I don't know. It, it's... It... But it, it does ruin everything they've said before. Like the Madame Butterfly, if you read yeah. the story of that opera, it all is kind of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for where it's... it's uh, Foreshadowing? They're, well, they're both doing the same story, yeah. right? Um I can't think of the term I'm looking for. Parallel? Yeah, parallel. They're both uh, telling the same story, and at least that's what it was meant to be. And you kind of even have it set up with where he talks about um, how the when this how the suicide on the the, the opera affected him, right? And and, and all that kind of stuff. That all is parallel to the to what's going to happen in the movie. But then again, the movie was too much of a downer. Audiences didn't like it, so they had to change that. And I get the impression you hear they changed, they cut out a lot of... Like, maybe there's a lot more to it. I get this, because it's already made some choices before that for me where it's it's a Hollywood movie. They made her a villain... So why wouldn't you just have that crazy ending? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that the scene where it really becomes kind of a, a horror movie almost is a scene in the parking lot. And I don't know, again, like, yes, that's where it kind of becomes into almost silly territory but at the same time that's I also hate where, the like, cutting between uh like just after like the scene in the parking lot is is is, is okay i think that at that scene though I, I i think at that scene though is where like i'm officially frightened by this woman now but i i just hate the the cuts over to her yeah like over or like she's sneaking like, like, in yeah. the corner <laughs> they want that like puckalo on the violin i also <laughs> the, the score I, I like um michael jari uh i think that's how you pronounce yeah. his name who did the score usually mm-hmm. his score sucks well in there's this. A, there's almost like no score in, in, in like the first 30 minutes yeah. and, yeah, and then crazy, it, right? once it appears it's like Oh man, the score sucks. It it is always like the most overbearing, hmm. like sound effecty <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah, if I, I noticed that. I don't know. I, I like. For, I don't know. I, I didn't. I never. It never stood out. It's for me. it's it, like uh, often people complain about synth sounds from the eighties, and I love synth sounds yeah. from the. We're in a room with filled sounds. from the eighties, <laughs> right? Like I, I love that. I, I feel like it's so misguided where everything is like. Oh. Really foreshadowed what's Over about to happen, and there, there. I think it was in that scene, or it's another scene where he's doing it. There's a scene, the kidnapping scene. Oh uh, yeah, I was about to say that it was like really noticeable. Like, ooh, this is uh, like it. The, it's so overbearing. That's yeah. the the, hmm. the the score in, in those sections. Um, yeah, like there, there's definitely. I thought I was. I thought something was happening with this movie that that just didn't happen for me. The build up hmm. and the letdown. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, to, to me, this delivered exactly what I wanted from a 90s erotic thriller, and it kind of got me excited to, to watch more. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. For, for, like, for like to, to me, the point like once it becomes almost slasher movie territory is when I started Pay digging it. It's, it's like maybe it's not as artistic anymore, but that's to me like this woman is fucking crazy and scary. And I'm afraid of her. Like up to that point, I wasn't. I think they just afraid of her. And I think it would be better if they didn't try to make her anything more. Then, like, I feel From like it's some, someone insulting. Like, if if she was just a crazy person, it's a movie. But they're trying to make her this multi-dimensional person, but f- failing her massively in the second half. I don't know. I, I thought though she she they checked in and talked and they said no. Like people would do these these kind of things that would get to the point because i know the rabbit scene still for her but that- the way it's framed is always that there's just one side like she's bad michael douglas good i don't know i don't think they sell michael douglas as good well not necessarily like i a, think they they've kind but, of sell but you're sold on him s- as his a- side you don't want well yeah you can't yeah. be on her side at that point <laughs> but he, earlier and earlier before yeah. you get to the 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 bunny and all these kind of things you're always presented with his point of view well I think once you get to the point where she's showing up at his work all the time and calling him constantly it's it's kind of like you kind of I yeah. don't know that that to me it's like again I, I get it I, like, I, I don't think they know. framed her well in those scenes like I just don't think a lot of that is believable in how it leads up hmm. um yeah, I, I, I like it. You just, just a steep drop off. Like there steep was, drop there was off like for a me. first act and a second. First act, act I'm I'm in. And there's a second act that's like just doesn't uh, work. Se- second act is like I watched a million of these yeah. movies in the 1990s. Oh, this is probably the uh, this is the first of yeah, it. yeah. the catalyst of it all. Yeah. It doesn't mean as it, like I don't know if it's any better than better or worse. Better or worse. Like hmm. th- there's a lot uh, that I like about this. The mm-hmm. performances overall are are, yeah. are fantastic. Fantastic. Mainly Fred Gwynn. Yeah, he was the only reason we watched this, right? Yeah. Um, no, like Michael Douglas is great. Mm-hmm. You can you can feel how horny he is, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say the sex scenes in this were quite a surprise. Yeah, I was shocked how like uh, like Glenn Close, Stevie, you, they were. Yeah, like they're fucking he, like, in the banging her on like the kitchen counter, counter with the, and, uh, the and they're laughing, right? Like they're yeah. in the middle, the yeah. elevator, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Like they're not even wait. Yeah, they just could not contain them. I was just surprised. Like I thought you're gonna see maybe a, a Glenn Close titty or something. It's yeah. like no, you see a lot of Glenn Close and even Michael Douglas. A lot of ass shots in there. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if you get any dong. I, we might see that in in uh, in a later uh, film that we talk about a, a big celebrity's uh, dong. <laughs> that uh, is a, there's a little spoiler there for if you know. That's your thing. We watching Death of Smoochie? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought like I thought this I don't know, I thought they did a good job. Like I think this film kind of shows you, and you hear about it all the time, like in real terrorist texts or whatever, like how dangerous someone can be with a knife, especially when they don't care about them li- their life mm-hmm. or they're not thinking straight, they're not worried about what harm comes to them. Like people that, with knives are fucking the, scary, the, man. Actually, the scene in the apartment um near the end. Yeah. I was actually kind of well done. I thought. Yeah, like I thought it was, was actually uh, yeah. uh, like I was hoping that was going to be the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that kind of would have been with the alternate ending, right? I, yeah. Well, we'll talk about yeah, spoilers. We'll talk, yeah. yeah. Anyway, should we go into score? Uh, yeah. I'm just and, to before say, we get yeah. into spoilers. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else here. Um, oh, the only other thing I wanted to add is I guess uh, Kirsty Alley. Um, who was uh, considered for the role as well? She actually gave, um, she provided a tape uh, of a woman that had been stalking her husband, Parker Stevenson. And I guess they actually re- reused some lines from oh, that's that this crazy. woman yeah. said. Like, um, so yeah, they, they tried to, I guess, make it as real as possible. Real as possible, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, we can we can give our. Uh, what well, what would you give it, buddy? I I really enjoyed this. I'm between a seven and a half and eight. I might go oh, yeah. eight on this. Going one. eight? Yeah. I'm gonna go six point five. Like, there's a oh, lot wow. I like about this movie, but um, there's there's a lot I had. I was gonna go seven point five. Yeah, I thought it was actually well done. Like, yeah, better than I thought it would be. I I get. I, I watched this movie. Second, so I was expecting. Uh, yeah, I also, I also, I, I skipped ahead. We, we, we're going to talk about next week yeah. and watch that one first before <laughs> this, just because of how we were passing around uh, mm. Kyle's Blu-ray, um, Blu-rays of this. But yeah, like I, I, I did like a lot of this. I think it, it almost, it was exceeding expectations that I was really as, as everyone, you know, I've mentioned a couple times mm-hmm. in the first, first half, and then. It, it, I just felt let down by the, the second half of the movie. I, I felt but like the second half was so fun, man. Even the shit at the home, like where she's fucking s- stabbing her leg. Like, oh yeah, that actually was kind of bad. There's a lot of fucked. I don't know. I, I enjoyed all that, man. Like she's great in it. Yeah. I, I just yeah. felt. I don't know. These these are. I think you're expecting too much, maybe from these erotic thrillers. No, I was just expecting like a consistent. Movie like the, I just felt like the it's a t- tonally. See, I, I didn't off. feel that other than I think maybe the ending. I mean, maybe she goes a little too far parts, but again, I, I don't the know. The very ending is hilarious and not good yeah. in a good way. Oh, I disagree. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's get a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so, so here's yeah. uh, yeah, we're, we'll put the time at the bottom if you want. If you don't want to have the, the ending spoiled for you, uh, skip ahead. Um, let's jump in the spoilers. First, let's talk about the alternate ending. I kind of want to hear what you, Adam, has to say about the uh, ending. Yeah, like, okay, so she's in the tub, and I kind of go, fine. She's oh, in you, the tub. You know she's going to jump out. Everyone yeah, call This that. is like slasher, like, yeah. 101. So I'm thinking, <laughs> not this movie. Please not this movie. You all, This ending already is borderline. And then when she jumps out and then gets shot yeah. by the wife, <laughs> I actually went, ha, 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 yeah. this is stupid. And I yelled at the screen. Why, though? I didn't get that. What's wrong with it? You know she's going to jump Why? out. How long is she down there? For a couple minutes. People can jump out. Yeah, like, but it's 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 it jumps out in a fury of rage and all but insanity. But that's, again, that, like Maddie said, that's like every slasher, slasher movie. That, that could have been Michael Myers. That could have been. Like, if but this like, was a slasher yeah. movie... Where, I guess, but guess, it is. Like, this is no kind of like this is kind of taking it, like it does turn into a slasher movie the second yeah. half, and maybe that's why I don't like it. But yeah, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think that's what it is. I think all these erotic thrillers are kind of like that, right? They're all kind of a little bit. You're watching it for the sleaze. You're watching it for the but the first half the, the tension the movie like I I it, it, there is some tension in those individual. My favorite scene is that office scene. I get more tension out of that than any what of the act- scene? where she comes to the office uh, and they're sitting down at the yeah. table and she's trying to get them to see the movie and he's in a low voice like I this don't, isn't happening this isn't the happening. play I think we're not going to see oh yeah the play sorry the play we're going to go see the opera and that scene was awesome I think though you put already previously when they're fucking on the elevator and all that like I don't know to me like you already kind of. I'm not expecting an artistic masterpiece. I'm not here. saying it's supposed kinda... to be artistic. I'm just I want real tension, and all mm. the other stuff seemed cheap, seemed Hollywood, seemed like wrote. Like uh, I, the ending was okay. like I didn't even know there was an alternate ending, well, and I was like but, something is but fucked. You with said this. like the uh, when he comes to the apartment to uh, attack her, I guess after so the I'm, I'm thinking kidnapping? like I thought that was going to lead up to something, and yeah. and it is it supposed to Kyle. Well, no. So in the alternate ending, it ends. He does. He leaves that. 
But she, um, again, it follows the Madame Butterfly. The Madame Butterfly, the opera, is a sailor, falls in love with this um, uh, Asian woman, I believe. Uh, they have a kid, but he has no plans. He doesn't love her. He goes finds someone else, but decides he wants the, the child. And she says, okay, you can have the child. Just you. Ha- I want you to come see me one more time. And she kills herself before right. she gets there. In the movie, he leaves after this. And he's home with his wife, whatever. And then the cops pull up and he's like, well, what's going on? Did they catch her or something? Because he goes to the office and says, you got to do something about her. Like, she's gone crazy. She abducted my daughter. She's dead. She uh, slits her neck with the butcher knife that he held. So his fingerprints are on it. So her ultimate fuck you is that she's going to frame him. Oh, that would have been a great ending, actually. For the murder. But... Um, uh, but then it, it goes on, right? Like, well, no, it, the, the whole from from this, the whole thing is about eight minutes. It's pretty short. And then he says he gets arrested, and he says to the wife, uh, "Get call my lawyer, get my lawyer on the thing." He gets uh, taken off in the car, and as she's going up to find the lawyer's number, the tape is there that um, she, she she sent him, and and in yeah. that she says, "Like if you leave me, I am going to kill myself." So that's kind of the evidence showing. Uh, that see, that sucks is. too. Uh. Yeah. Like, it, but if it ended with her just with a big fuck you. Yeah. Like, that'd be an ending like, yeah. Yeah, right. but we're not going to get that. Because, <laughs> I don't know. The, Even there, this, there this, this ending, like, I, I, get, I think this ending not, works, that's not the works biggest better, but I enjoy, I'm glad that we got the ending that we got. I think that ending might have worked better. It works I, better I, for the story they tell, but I, I would have missed I actually, not having like, all this I actually, like, going stuff. through and her, the wife finding the tape or what, I, I would have hated that even more. So I, I, yeah. I like... At that point, but it's all it's all set up, right? Like that's all it's all, and even the the butterfly thing it, it plays into the whole the whole story. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm glad we got the ending because to me, like I thought all that shit was tense. Again, you knew somewhere she's going to show up in the bathroom, but I didn't think she was going to show up and fucking stab in her leg. I thought that was kind of and like giving the speech. Like yeah. I thought all that stuff was pretty scary. I think it took Michael Douglas a little more time too long yeah, to all get the there. stuff going back yeah. down. You see the water coming yeah. down. You think you'd go check on that, even yeah. if you didn't think your wife was in trouble. You might be like. Honey, turn off the fucking you water, man. You're still flowing. Like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. like that's the loudest fucking teapot Kettle in the I've world. ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like, I don't, yeah, I don't care yeah. about that stuff either. Yeah. Like that, that doesn't bother me. But I still me. liked all that, and I think you get a great. I think the stuff in the 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 tub is cool too. The, the effect he with his eyes, which I guess the director didn't like later on, but I thought all that stuff was cool. Yeah, because you had like, like the going white out eyes. No, I hated that. Yeah, I thought it was great. Was that um, before like, or after she died? I like it's like in the yeah it's when she, it's like while he's strangling. It, it is totally like a slasher. Like it yeah. turns into a, like a slasher yeah. movie for a second, and everybody on this show knows my. So apparently, I was reading that like that. I guess because when they reshot this, um, she actually was pregnant during that last scene. I did. Oh actually, yeah, like, and, and and was re- really guilty. Yeah, because yeah, she actually like went uh, got like a ear infection, a throat infection from being. <laughs> drowned for a, a whole day's shooting. I, I hadn't seen Glenn Close, I don't think, in that much. For such a big actor, I yeah. was thinking about, like, what have what I you've seen actually her? Seen? And it wasn't much. And she's, for me, she's the highlight of the movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I don't know. I really well, like... I, I guess... But, yeah. Are, are Fred Gwynn, yeah. Are we, done, are we done with spoilers? No, no, I, I want to okay. talk about that scene with the bunny. Like, I did not see this coming. I thought the, I thought it would be the dog for sure. Like I thought, like yeah, every I time surprised. I saw that dog, I'm like, ooh, I hope that dog makes it. Well, like, and up to that point, she had yeah. been fucking with him, right? Yeah. But that's the first time where now she's fucking with the family, yeah. like, and that's pretty, like, you, that's pretty fucking dark. Like that is yeah. crazy. Killing dark. your kid, the kid's like fucking bunny. Pat. 
Like for um, no apparent reason other than like fuck you guys. And even like the kidnapping of the kid was like really weird too, right? Like uh, that's another scene yeah. that I, I like. I hated the montage yeah. between what's her going crazy and, and, the, and her the, having a good and, time and, at and the, trying to find the the dot, and then they're on the roller yeah. coaster. I like that. That's probably my like low point of the, the whole movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I liked that a lot. Apparently, though, Glenn Close did really fight for the ending. She almost was like going to be like, fuck you. Uh, I'm not you know, filming this. Because she didn't want the ending. But she agreed, and, and they, they all... Like, Douglas well, is the one that was pressing for the... I think... She agreed, like... I, I've read the quote. It's almost kind of begrudgingly. Like, yeah, this is why it's a hit. Yeah. Yeah. But she's right, though. Like, yeah. would we... Anyone be talking about the film? Like, would have been the, the beginning of the whole adult thriller? Would have it been number two... Domestic no. number one world. No, like if you ended with a fucking suicide. So it's a, it's like it's the the, uh, the 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 commercial ideal. Yeah. It, to me, like and I think if you take away that ending, I don't. To me, you kind of need that ending. That's the punchy ending you needed. I mean, without that, it's like you're. Well, people leave uh, adrenaline fueled and and. Well, yeah, like the, you well, the rush yeah. again. Like you, again, I don't want to watch a fucking character study i wouldn't be watching this film over and over again if it's character study i want like this fucking fun yeah. kind of slash yeah movie. i'll be honest i'll never watch this movie again yeah and if it was a character study you'd probably say it was a, your, your favorite film that year <laughs> well i i don't like no even, no no three men and a baby like definitely I, th- I think if it felt if it would it fall you would want some depressing half. long fucking cycle and not like this long depressing watching this woman break down and like no thrilling moment no acid on the the car and all this crazy shit. Yeah. Right? You would want... You, well, the, the, for you me... You would want First Reformed. I would I would, I would much rather watch First Reformed. Like, again, there's a lot... Whereas to, me, like, the, my problem with First Reformed is like, where's the fucking ending? Yeah, like, am, ambiguity, ambiguity yeah. is, is art. Like, the, like, for me, cinema is more feeling... Like, TV is more like fiction. Yeah. Uh, so I don't need things wrapped up in a bow. We're t- like... Television, you kind of you you should wrap things up a bow. You've got enough time. It's like a novel. Yeah. For me, cinema always has that other other feeling. Like for me, like even if this movie follows the things I want, it's probably seven point five. It's it was never gonna be like more than that for me. But I, I just felt like cheated. Like oh, they're setting up this movie. I'm now into this way more than I thought yeah. it was going to be, and they went somewhere else. Six point five hmm. is not a bad movie. No, I did. I, I again, I just, I just struggled that. From, to me, like, I, there was no point at this film. Like, yeah, there's moments where it's like it could be more, but I think right from the beginning, you kind of know what film you're getting into. I, well, I thought I, that it's, it's not like the first forty minutes was like this really serious character drama. I think there's like right from oh, there's but throughout. I think they'd start moments. cheating things where they'd start playing it more, more sides and like for me it was more ambiguous in terms of Glenn Close's character. You have all these great scenes. Yeah, something's off about her. Yeah. Um, and Michael Douglas, like the ramifications of what he's doing. But she, she's off pretty much at the beginning. Like they're right away when they're leaving, she's slitting her wrists. Well. <laughs> That's still a long yeah. way into the movie. No, but that's the second night of them together. Yeah, right? but that's like we've got a lot of setup before that, mm-hmm. and and then they yeah, and like there's there's a lot going on there. She's slitting her like that's fucked. A- anyways, like it, it again. I think that's yeah. No matter. I wasn't what. expecting a huge character study. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like it went like the exact way I thought this movie was going to go. It didn't uh... from the second half, where I, I started seeing my mind wandering because yeah, like I was like. Yeah. Again, I, I guess I, I went in knowing 
This is a Hollywood blockbuster, the adult had, thriller that started I, I, it all. I had no idea that it was the number one movie in America. I didn't know or it was that big, but I knew I knew it was like this and Basic Instinct were the two that started this whole. Uh, ben, well, I guess it's definitely this because Basic Instinct. Yeah, it's like four years, years later. later. Yeah. yeah, but I knew this was like the big one. Like when anytime you think of the adult thriller, yeah. the rock thriller, it's like these two. Are and the maybe ones that's that, just like my. Uh, own expectations of yeah, yeah. like playing against against me as I'm watching a film, uh, mm. but I don't think it changes it. Like I now don't go, oh wow! Like now that I know what it's about, like that's gonna. And now, and for the film we talked about, we're gonna talk about next week. Hopefully by now, by that film, maybe the third and fourth film, you know what you're into now. <laughs> I think we tricked you and maybe you thought you're getting yeah. a little more of this. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, we're doing the slashers that we wanted to. They're just, they're yeah, just a little a bit more like a The, the, the people TNA. having sex are just yeah. a lot more older. A little more cheesecake for yeah, you. Yeah, it's just older actors Where's having the sex summer camp? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I guess we, I think we ended spoilers a long time ago. Is that yeah. it for spoilers? Or do you guys so, have yeah. anything else to say? Yeah, that's good. Um, trivia I decided, we already talked about, but yeah, budget $14 million and made $320 million, fucking so it's crazy. fucking insane. That is insane. Um, hit, it received six nominations at the Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Film Editing. It didn't win any, though. It was Who's nominated. Who's Supporting Actress? Uh, uh Ann Archer. Archer. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um... Yeah, there's been a play based on it. They tried to do a TV series with the Mad Men writers actually behind it, which to me just sounds fucking How? stupid. Why would you do a TV series? Like, I don't need this stretched out yeah. any longer. But, of course, they are doing it again now as of, uh, well, sorry, February Is it going to be a movie or a TV A TV show? series. Oh, it's going to be on Paramount Plus, and Lizzie Kaplan is going to play the Ooh. Alex Forrest I do not want to see this story stretched out. I think yeah. it's definitely... Even with, like Lizzie Kaplan has the chops, but... How how can you turn this into like maybe like a six series arc? I like, don't know. You're gonna stretch out the the set up the sex and then the yeah. the the stalking. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think. It, or maybe set it up like like a Jim and Pam will they won't they for the first two seasons, <laughs> <laughs> and then like the third season is them like romantically involved, and then like that's actually an, uh, that's a genius uh, sort of. Uh, that's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. Take on the office. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you, that's all I had for trivia. Do you guys have anything else you want to add or? I don't think Are you so. guys excited to, to continue? Obviously, Adam, we know his thoughts. But, I, uh, actually, I, I, I am. Like, I, I'm looking forward to the next three movies. So I, I'm not, uh, yeah. like, yeah, it, it hasn't, like, dissuaded Yeah, you're not, you're not hating them. You're kind of enjoying them, but you're not, these are not uh, hit, hits for you necessarily. Yeah, like, the, this was, like, I'm glad I saw this because it's a blind like, spot. Like, I assume this is going to be the best of the four. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm guessing. Again, yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Maybe Hand the Rock's Cradle might be up there, but who knows? Like I'm thinking this is going to be the best yeah. of the four. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to have an open mind about all these. <laughs> I can't wait till we get. So, I, I guess we can spoil. We are covering next Consenting Adults, followed by The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, which is maybe the, the least erotic, but there's some stuff in there. And then we're going to end on Color of Night. <laughs> the most erotic. <laughs> which yeah. is, yeah, the most erotic, and I think the the winner of many Razzies, yeah. considered one of the worst films of the year, so I'm kind of excited about that one. Uh, I have not seen that one. So. Yeah, for me, like, yeah. all, all of the... I've seen zero of these yeah. movies. I, I, I am looking forward to watching them all... At least once, but yeah, I I, uh, I think this uh, why maybe I also got excited about this one. I was like, well, this is maybe like a, a like the neo noir subgenre yeah. for you that that kind of goes in, that not necessarily a subgenre, but this could be a movie that I would I would group into noir in general and rewatch maybe as as part of that. 
I think line. that the ne- the one we're going to talk about next has maybe more noir vibes. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I love the condescending laugh. Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about <laughs> yeah. that one. Uh, anyways, I think that's it then. This yeah. is the first of our erotic thriller uh, month uh, in honor of February, uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, nothing says love in like cheating on your spouse with, and you know, a little bunny stew. Yeah, some bunny stew. Um, yeah, well, you can get a hold of us on Movie City Mix. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this film. Maybe recommend some more films. Adam may not check out the rest, <laughs> but uh, I, I want to. I want to see more. I'm kind of digging all these. Uh, I know there's one called from '80s that I almost chose called "They're Playing with Fire." which Ooh. just sounds insane, and maybe I'll try to fit it in um, in our What We're Watching section. But, uh, yeah, give me any, any give, give me what you got. Um, I want them all. Wow. So, so, uh, send all your uh, Valentines to yeah. Kyle and uh, Adam and me <laughs> at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, or uh, Movie City Maniacs on Instagram. And I kept on jabbering on, but I mentioned Facebook. Yeah, Search Facebook, Movie City yeah. Maniacs. We're on their like page, group page. We'll be back uh, with some consenting adults. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Stay sexy.